It was nice. It was the way I'd always dreamed it could be. Good morning. Good morning. Is that you? Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I think it might be worse under there. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Shh. The Mirandas. The Mirandas. <laughs> is it Sarah, is this the season finale? Of so it's this. not the season finale. It is um, the episode before the finale. And I cannot believe that this is our 11th episode. Yeah. So we're on episode 11, everyone. Isn't that cool? <laughs> um, anyway, so oh, what man. is this episode called? Well, before. Well, okay, so this episode is called um, The Drought, and it is episode 11, season one. I'm pulling up my notes. But before we get into it, um, we have kind of a special episode for us today. We have a special episode. Because we have a special guest. And if any of our loyal listeners were listening last week, we said we would have a special guest on, and we followed through. And so um, should we announce who it is? take it away all right with me in the in the flesh herself is our favorite little hp heather pool hello everyone i know everyone's been waiting for this moment <laughs> well i pretty much i've mentioned little hp in so many of these episodes because she's hilarious i've known her since we we're very young and i probably started watching sex and city with you I know. Yeah. So, and we watched it before. We, we, I would watch it with my mom's like pink velour, all of the discs from Costco. Costco. Um, Love it. Love it. This was before it was on on demand HBO, whatever. So, Heather, thank you so much for joining us today. It's my pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, Heather, we are so excited to have her for this episode. We specifically want her to come on for this episode because of its theme, which we're going to get into. So, can I ask a quick quick question? Yeah. Okay, my quick question is, I've heard from two sides, Sarah's side and Heather's side. So we all know that the drought is the farting episode when Carrie farts. Now, did Sarah told me that you, Heather, specifically asked to be on the farting episode? That is false. (laughs) That is false. (laughs) I... I was asked to join this episode of all the episodes, which is suspect. <laughs> and, and that's what you told me. So I, Heather did request to be on, and it, it was ever so fitting that this episode just fit into all of our schedules. So it is like fate that it timed up with, um, you know, I don't know, being in the same same place to... <laughs> Well, you know, I'm I'm personally in a relationship where I leave the door open when I pee Me and too. I just openly 
fart and, <laughs> you know, just a lot of different things. So. And this is exactly why I brought you on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're getting to the core of this now. So we're getting to the core. So as you can see, there's a reason why Little HP is with us today. Um, I'm going to go into the plot. Heather already gave a really great plot line, which is farting. Um, that is unfortunately not the motif or overall cheesy theme of the episode. The plot theme is dry spell. And all the characters explore this dry spell in different ways. So through Carrie, Carrie farts in bed with Mr. Big, and they don't have sex for a few days, and she spirals. We have another Carrie spiral episode on our hands. Sam experiences a dry spell by starting to see her yoga teacher, who is a yogi, hippie, celibate man, and they do not have sex. Miranda... Um, hasn't had sex in three months, and allegedly this is a dry spell. I don't know. Um, she goes to Blockbuster, gets catcalled. Her plot line is kind of blah, but hasn't had sex. The last character, um, Charlotte, she starts dating an ex of Carrie's who takes Prozac and isn't interested in having sex. Mm-hmm. So we've got this great plot theme of dry spell, and we have so, so, so much to discuss from this episode. Mm-hmm. I love this episode, first off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, this episode made me laugh. I was watching with Dave, um, and it was funny to hear his reactions. Um, Heather, how about, do you want to, so we usually, I usually like to give a gut reaction of the episode. Do you want to take it away this episode? Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it was a funny episode. I feel like when, you know, it kind of has this first scene where Carrie and Big are having this really romantic moment in bed and then she farts and it's kind of this like shattering of her like, you know, whole like this whole structure that she had built for herself to feel like she's like perfect in front of him. Her ivory and tower. Per- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like personally, that's not something I have identified with for a really long time time like I've been in a long-term relationship and so like to me that was like kind of a weird like they both just seem so like I was like aren't these people like 40 why do they care about farting you know like it kind of was like it felt like they're being teenagers and 40 year old bodies but then I think at the end when Carrie Carrie kind of said this had this one quote where she's saying is this normal and I think that's a very I think it kind of that's like sex in the city for you where it's like you're kind of like rolling your eyes during the whole thing. But then there's that that one moment, that one thing that you kind of latch on to that feels very real and very um, personal. And so I think that's feeling whether something is normal or not in a relationship, I think, is something that everyone can identify with. Totally. Um, Whether or not you're, you know, in the beginning or end of a relationship or during a relationship. It's interesting that you said that about, you know, you and your partner. Because you guys have been dating for such a long time. And you guys started dating in college. So I wonder if, like, do you, I think we need to bring this up. And you guys can bow out if you don't want to. Remember <laughs> the first time you farted in front of your partner. And I have such a horrible story. Of like, <laughs> I yeah, I think this has to be part of the episode of us so, telling this story. I mean, you know me. I'm not one for bathroom humor. I'm not. I probably, I my boyfriend in college, I think I farted from him once. And it was like the year we broke up. So clearly it was like two years in and I like let so out. Clearly a t- that's why you broke up. Okay. The telly side of this is that Sarah called it a toot. <laughs> Yeah, I learned a little too. Anyway, so 
you know, fast forward how many years and I start dating Dakota. And, you know, this was like a couple, two, maybe two months in. And we'd had this really romantic weekend. We had just, we were out in Greenpoint. We had just this like amazing night and we stopped by this local bar before we would go home. And he's sitting there and I, and I hadn't gone to the bathroom in like three days because I didn't want to poop at his apartment. I know that. I know that feeling. So I I were at this bar and I fart, not audibly. It's not loud, but it smelled terrible. Oh, the silent but deadly. And I looked at my face was just mortified. And then he looked at me and he's like, did you fart? And I was like, no, no, no. No, no, I didn't. And he's like, yeah, you did. And it smelled so bad. And then finally, like, I had to confess to him that, like, I was like, I haven't taken a shit in three days. I can't poop in your apartment. I just couldn't do it. And he was so cute. And he was like, you know what? He's like, enough is enough. We're going back to that apartment. I'm putting on my soundproof headphones and you're going to shit. So we go back to his apartment. And I finally was, like, comfortable enough to, like, poop in his apartment. So it was, like, a lot of firsts all in, like, one farting incident um, (laughs) for me it was a big deal Mm -hmm. and now I don't care I don't really do that in front of him I I say you should go to the bathroom and do that and he says that's silly (laughs) well here's the thing you're telling him I say he should go to the bathroom and fart he said absolutely not no that's a hard no Sarah (laughs) so I so the thing that's funny so Dave and I were just watching this and literally (laughs) it shows Carrie which I thought was a toot and I would actually like to put it in the Instagram stories, a little poll for everyone. Did Carrie fart or toot? She tooted. I, she tooted. I do think it's a toot. It is a toot. <laughs> Just classic textbook toot. <laughs> That's a classic toot. And so, so we're watching it, and then Carrie immediately, she's so embarrassed. And she's like, oh, my God. And she leaps out of bed and she says, like, I've never got changed so fast, like, since I was a sophomore, like, leaving the boys' dorm. (laughs) And Dave goes, that's you. (laughs) 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 To me, because, but there's a difference. And I, there's a difference because I have IBS and, like, very similar to Sarah where it's, like, it's not a toot or a fart. It's literally like a natural disaster. <laughs> I've definitely gone through those moments in my life. It's, it's hard. And it's like, it's part of a bigger problem. In fact, like Dave knew like pretty early on when we were dating. I like was just like, here's the deal. The reason why I didn't sleep over at your apartment last night is I got issues, okay? I go to freaking acupuncture to deal with this. So... Anyway, that's my my situation. I, now that we live with each other and it's been like a month, um, I don't like the noise, to be honest. Like, I just, I can't do it. I can't do the noise. Wait, the noise of farting? <laughs> yeah. So I will leave the room. <laughs> so I yeah. will leave the room. But if it's inaudible, it's fair game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. No, I think, Heather, you're in a different category here. You're, you're your partner because I've heard stories of fart wars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? I mean, I don't want to, not fart wars, and I don't want to derail this podcast episode. We're we can't. One more minute to personal stories, and then we're going to get back to the episode. So let's We've lost all the listeners you know, by now. It's fine. <laughs> 
you know, I think dating for someone as long as you, you just kind of find humor in it. And um, <laughs> I think one like one particular story. So like I did not fart in front of Jason until I moved to D.C., which was probably like I would say two years after we dated. I was young, though, so yeah, it's like yeah. a little different, you know, yeah. but there was one story in particular that Jason always likes to bring up and is a, an objectively funny story. <laughs> but we were we were kind of in this fight. I don't even know what it was about, but I was just like very like tense and very, you know, like kind of expressing the way I felt, but like like just like physically and emotionally very tense around him. And we were walking and he he always points out I was wearing high heels because at the time I was working in kind of this like government sort of position. So I was like very like dressed up all the time. And so kind of like pinned up a little bit. But um, I was really mad at him. And we we were kind of like fighting while we were walking home. And um, I just farted like on our walk. And he just was like, and it kind of just like distilled all the negative energy. Like we just kind of <laughs> laughed about it. Like it, literally it was like the fart ended the fight. You yes. know, it was the, like... power, the power of flatulence cannot be under, <laughs> under But he always brings it up of how like tense I was. And like, you know, it's like almost like my buttocks were like you know, so close together. And then it just let out this massive fart in my <laughs> I think Sarah's going to have a heart attack if we te- keep doing bathroom humor. So why don't we move on to the show? <laughs> Sarah, do you want to take it away? And um... Yeah, so I do think this, and it is funny to talk about this because <laughs> it really does make Carrie spiral. And- Obsessive thinking obsessive thinking she ruminates she obsesses she seeks reassurance she should be seeing a therapist but instead she sees her friends <laughs> so in this episode i do have a bunch of carry trackers i don't need professional help i've got you guys yeah, for about another 10 minutes um, me too and it's not necessarily her turning the conversation to herself when her friends are talking but i didn't call in the rest of the day i tried to lose myself in work but every time i stopped for a second to think I'd relive my hell all over again. It's her taking every opportunity when she engages with other people to turn the situation back to herself and constantly be in her own head. Yes. And it's insane mm -hmm. that this season you see how, like, negative she was about her relationship. Like, she was, they were never that happy. Well, I I think. What do you think? I personally, like, watching this, I felt like it was, there's something really like naive or, or or juvenile about how she carries herself through like mm-hmm. dating and totally i yeah and i felt like like and i totally when i was younger used to hold myself to this like perfectionist perfect perfect bar and I remember just being so obsessive about little things like that and hygiene and stuff like that. And I think it's just a little bit just like really immature of her to be thinking that she needs to be having this like perfect. It it just seems young to me that she's holding herself to that standard. You know what? I, I, it's interesting because at the end of the episode, we're going to kind of go back and, you know, 
kind of ping pong throughout the episode time wise and she's talking to miranda she says like you should see me with him i'm this like casual carry sexy carry this and i and she's like and I, I see myself posing and i was like oh my god like you're not yourself with him so mm-hmm. maybe the fart is the way the bridge for her being herself when did you get so obsessed with being perfect i don't know it's something about him i mean you should see me around him i'm, I'm not like me i'm like together carry you know, I, I wear little outfits, you know, sexy carry and casual carry. Sometimes I catch myself actually posing. It's just, it's exhausting. Well, then stop. Um, then again, Gilly, she has unleashed crazy on him before, though. I was like, yes. maybe that is you, because every single yes. episode, he's so confused by your, like, erratic behavior. Yes. Um, well, that's so I thought that the- was kind of, yeah. That's where the carry tracker comes in for me because, you know, she's really having this obsessive thinking about being perfect but doesn't realize that the erratic behavior is probably the biggest red flag uh, out (laughs) of everything. It's not the fart. It's the psychosis. It's it's not the two. (laughs) When you're saying that, like, the I can't remember what the adjectives she used, but the whatever carry, you know, the fun carry, the casual carry. It's like – it's almost like she's talking about herself via Instagram or like via, mm. you know, like kind of this like very performative way of presenting oneself and mm-hmm. not and not like the whole story, you know. And it's like before mm-hmm. Instagram obviously existed, but it's just like an interesting like I think that always has existed, though, with dating of mm-hmm. like presenting one side of yourself mm-hmm. and always being fearful of the other person you know, realizing, like, the whole picture, even though, like, that's just, like, part of dating, you know, you're always, Mm -hmm. like, going to peel away at those layers. Mm -hmm. Um, Or even the performative nature of how she is when she's dating. I mean, we all have that, but I I would hope it would kind of dissipate at some point, but... You think that they were dating long enough in which she could have shown more of herself, and I've only had really two serious relationships, and Mm -hmm. I... In this current one that I'm in, I'm able to always be myself. And of course, that you know, you you are your shiniest self in the beginning, right? Like the outfits and the you on dates, and you're kind of like, I'm never in a bad mood. I'm not a bitch, and I don't get annoyed by all these things you do. And when you do date, like you know, obviously different facets of your personality present themselves. But I, for a long time, dating was really hard because I never wanted anyone to see the like unshiny version of me. Oh my God, totally. That's really anxious and overthinks things and gets depressed and like all these parts of me that people who are close to, like my girlfriends, my family know, but I never really wanted men I dated to see. Right, right. Yeah. So I related to Carrie in in a big way here. Totally. Well, Heather, I I wanted to ask, well, both you, Heather and Sarah, um, like what are your thoughts on this this theme or this notion of normal that's being um, discussed throughout the episode or normalcy even? Yeah, I think it's like an interesting question. I think it's something that's very – I think everyone, men and women, think about it. And it's funny. Like I think that – like it's weird watching the show because – I think of them as still, even now, being 30, I still think of them now as being older than me Mm -hmm. and still feeling like they haven't, like, had as much, I don't know whether it's, like, maturity is the right word or just, like, just self-assurance or what it is exactly. But, like, 
But yeah, I don't know. It's like, I think like with normalcy, you're always, I think when you feel insecure about anything, you always tend to like compare yourself to others. And that's where like the factor of normalcy comes in, right? Because you're always like, is this normal? Is this like what everyone else is feeling? And like, you know, again, going back to the idea of being performative, like, like, you know, you always see other people's like best self normally, whether it's through like Instagram or social media, or even like in person, sometimes like you don't really see like the negative side of things a lot of the time, unless you're really close with someone, you really know them. So it's, I don't know, I think a normalcy is a very real question that people still kind of grapple with. I think that's yeah. true, and I that is interesting because I think we compare our behind the scenes with everyone else's like highlight reel. Totally, and I really liked how this episode addressed the normalcy of, of sex and how everyone mm-hmm. experiences sex in different ways, and how you know, every I think a lot of people think people are having much more sex than they are, or people mm-hmm. are having it, they're having better sex, they're having more sex. There's mm-hmm. no issues ever with sex. That's just not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I love, and I think we we should get into you know, how sex is portrayed in this episode in relation to normalcy. At at one point, Carrie does say, like, this was the first time that they had slept together without, like, I think she's just making love or or having sex. And I was like, you guys have been dating for so long. And are you guys having sex, like, every single night? To me, that's insane. Also, how long have they been dating? I can't really gauge. I know. It's very difficult to gauge. But still. Still. It's like... well, it's, yeah, and she freaks out over three days. I was like, three days? <laughs> well, God. that's the thing. I thought I misheard her. I was like, three weeks, three days? And Miranda's over three here. Three years? Being... What are you talking about? Even yeah, even days. Miranda was shocking me with, it's been three months. And I'm like, is that long? <laughs> like, I've gone way longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I was, so, well, obviously, when I, I was single going three months. But, yeah, I, I do. It's interesting what was brought up about sex right. and frequency and normalcy and then they brought in like SSRIs with it. Yeah. Was a, like this was a very I don't think this is a dated episode at all. This no. is actually no. the most current and relatable episode. Yeah, far. I actually um have my Samantha Zinger. I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. Yes. Okay. It's actually a Y Zinger. Um and it, I, I had to like pause the TV and actually think about it. And basically, Samantha says, normal is the halfway point between what you want and what you can get. And I thought that was, you know, it was a brain teaser for a second. Like, okay, so on one side, we have what you want. On the other side, it's what you can get. In the middle, yeah, maybe that is normal or normalcy. What do you guys think about that? Hmm. Or is it just kind of like too like general? I think it might be general. I think in terms of sex, normalcy is what both people want. Sex only, sex and frequency only becomes a problem when one person is dissatisfied with the amount. And I Mm -hmm. think, you know, there are couples who I know who are having sex like four or five times a week and it's like quick and Mm -hmm. maybe not that great, but they're having it frequently and that's good for them. And then I know Mm -hmm. some couples who have sex like, once or twice a month and it's really good and they're fine with that. And so normalcy mm-hmm. is relative to the people who they're experiencing it. I don't think there's a Googleable answer. Like we always talk about going to Google for these answers yeah. of like what's normal. And I don't yeah. think there exists yeah. any sort of normalcy unless that it has to always do with how the two people in the relationship are feeling. Right, right, totally. Um, yeah, so should we um, move on to maybe a different character's plot line? I was thinking maybe Ooh. Charlotte's plot line. 
Because that one hit close to home for me. Yeah. It hit close to, it really hit close to home. The whole, like, well, so when we were talking. Yeah. When we were talking about Carrie and her, like, spiraling. Like, I think there's, like, a lot of interesting threads about mental health in this episode. Mm. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think Carrie's, like, a less defined thread, but I think still one that, like, isn't, like, properly discussed. <laughs> Carrie is a psycho is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> they don't – she's a protagonist, but, like, I say that in quotation marks. <laughs> but, like, Prozac, you know, he's talking – like – I felt like it was a very relevant episode, but it was very dated in the way that they talk about yes. SSRIs or mm-hmm. antidepressants because he's like, yes. I was this like, you know, sex fiend who was like only like wanting to get laid and now I'm this really kind, like per- blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, you don't like change your personality based on the medication well, you're on. It just yeah. kind of like helps you deal with stuff, you know. Well, let's back it up for a second for our many thousands of listeners um which is basically what happens is charlotte is at a restaurant and she's meeting carrie for dinner and charlotte's um talking about this guy that she's dating with and she's um i don't want to use the word delaying but you know they're taking their time charlotte is explained to, to carrie about when they have sex and um that's kind of how Charlotte is giving feedback when Carrie's, you know, asking for the millionth time, is it normal? Is it normal that it's been three days or whatever? And so we find out is that um, he comes to the restaurant and Carrie's like realizes she knows him. And while he's at the like payphone or talking to the hostess or something, um, Charlotte's like, all right, all right, right. Give me the dates. Give me the dates. Um, and, and Carrie say, we dated three years ago. And Charlotte's like, I can live with that. Okay, what else? Spit it out. And basically Carrie said he's a sex maniac. And so shoot to the scene where Charlotte is maybe titillated. I don't know um, about the idea that he is into sex and is really shocked when he is is not really into it um do you want to explain more so it's interesting because she kind of thinks oh my god he's this sex maniac but he's been you know listening to me and respecting my boundaries and like oh god like now i know and i'm gonna and she's in the cabin she's like there'll be one stop like in this cheesy (laughs) way they go back they're at her apartment and then we find out you know he (laughs) is not that into sex and it's because he's on Prozac and it really mm-hmm. made an impact on his life. He seems really happy. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's kind of this like even keel, doesn't get, doesn't get high, doesn't get really low, you know, mm-hmm. lots of serotonin through him. And, mm-hmm. and she is, it's an interesting take on a dry spell about somebody who is taking an SSRI because, it, but it's going to, it, a side effect is it impacts your sex drive. And mm-hmm. You know, I'm okay with admitting that I've, you know, taken Prozac for quite a bit of time. and I'm on Prozac that, as well. <laughs> so when it doesn't impact me anymore, I, I think it actually probably still does. I've, not, I've been on it for so long, who knows? But it, in the beginning, it really was difficult. And I think and for a lot of people, and, and maybe you can talk to people about this, maybe you can't, I don't know. But, like, it is very normal for an SSRI to, like, impact your sex life and Mm -hmm. if anyone's been in a relationship that that's been an issue for either partner like it can be really difficult um Mm -hmm. and yeah so i i I, this episode i like that it addressed it but i i don't think it was a realistic portrayal of like dating on ssris we didn't really 
penetrate the topic, <laughs> no pun intended, um, quite as much as um, we would have liked. Because I remember when I was younger, like that was probably, you know, because when we were younger watching the show, that was probably like the first time I ever heard about that, like a side mm-hmm. effects or like, you know, I didn't really know much about that. And I'm on Prozac and yeah, it's definitely an issue. Um, so it definitely affects your sex drive for anyone who's thinking about taking anti-anxiety medication, like something to think about and work through. Um, so yeah, it, it kind of just brushed the surface, which, you know, this Sex in the City, the episodes are only like 30 minutes long, if that. So I mean, how deep are we yeah. going to get yeah. here? Um, yeah. But I I laughed when <laughs> I laughed. I just Charlotte makes me laugh. Like I don't know, Kristen Davis. I think is just like plays that character so well. So basically, um, Charlotte's like ah, when he's saying like he's not really into sex. She's like, um, no, like I know it's me. And he's like, no, it's not you. And she's like, I'm pretty sure it's me. In fact, Carrie used the word maniac when talking, <laughs> referring to having sex with you. <laughs> I thought that was so good. Did you did you guys think it was weird at all when he felt so? One, there's two things I noticed that when he was like, "Nothing gets me down," and I was like, "Well, that's not how anti-anxiety medication yeah. works." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> secondly i thought it was a little like one thing that struck me about it is as being someone who has personal experience with being on anti or ssris and also a partner being on ssris like he felt so like un like he just like felt very like not unaffected that yeah like he was sunshine and lollipops yeah, he was like, oh, yeah, like, I just don't, like, you know, I don't have a sex drive. And that felt very unreal yes. to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. There's, yes. <laughs> anyone who's been in this situation knows that there's shame attached to it and the difficulties that it can it can present. So, right. yeah, he was, you know, did not give a care. And then at the end, you know, when Charlotte... He's like, wouldn't you rather have a nice guy who treats you right than, like, a sex-crazed, sex maniac all he wants? And then she's like, nope. And he's like, okay. And that was it. And it was a very, um, I don't know, another classic Charlotte sex plot line where they throw her a curveball. She can never get what she wants sexually. Oh, my God. Like, this yeah. is the this is, like, the fourth time they've, like, jeopardized her sex life. <laughs> like, this is crazy. All right. We, so far, we have um, Mr. Up the Butt. Okay, um, right. Mr. Blowjob. Um, right. Mr. Threesome. And now Mr. Right. Can't Have Sex. Can't, doesn't want to have it sex. Up. Yeah. Can't get yeah. it up. Yeah. Wow. Leading to Mr. Well, Trey. Very, very in a couple of <laughs> We're just a mixture of a lot of them. Streamlined to Trey. Um... I don't know. Does someone want to say, uh, Sarah? I want to. I want to hear what your carry tracker is, or Heather, what your carry tracker is, because we got more. I don't need professional help. I've got you guys. Yeah, for about another ten minutes. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna just. I know. So I have to say this one, and the carry track for this episode is not a specific thing she says, but it is the fact, and I think we we may have to start another freaking tracker for this within a carry tracker. <laughs> is Carrie going to her friends? classes whether it be a dance or an exercise class and not participating and talking during the whole time so rude so rude they're always talking 
Yes, and she'll go to someone's dance class, some stretching thing, and she will not participate, and she will talk. It's so rude yes. to talk during yoga. So rude. It's, that is my character dude, tracker. It wasn't a choice. I'm human. It happened. No, honey, you're a woman, and men don't like women to be human. We aren't supposed to fart, douche, use tampons, or have hair in places we shouldn't. I mean, hell, a guy once broke up with me because I missed a bikini once. I knew it. Yeah. So, 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 sorry, kind of attached to that, but, like, there's a few comments throughout the episode about, like, sex isn't everything, like, sex is mm. only, like, one part of thing, or, like, of a relationship. Like, what are your guys's, like, it, it, I don't know, they, that, that's definitely a topic that they touch on, so mm-hmm. it, maybe that's worth the discussion point. Mm, that's totally. I, I totally agree with it, and I think I didn't realize that until you get into a really, like, wonderful relationship that offers, like, other forms of intimacy that aren't just physical. Because the scene that I really touched me, me in, the, in the beginning was when they're in bed eating ice cream, and they're, like, mm. laughing and reading. And that, to me, was, like, real, where, you, oh, where you're yeah. just, like, sitting and being comfortable and laughing. And, like, that, to me, is one of the best perks of being in a great relationship is getting to have that level of intimacy. And it's not the like, okay, you know, I think sex will come and go, right? There'll be times when yeah. it's like really frequent. There'll be times when it's not. They'll, I'm assuming people who have kids, they know this quite well, that sex isn't like nonstop. So I do believe that the other forms of intimacy keep a relationship strong and what, what it is. Totally. And I do think there's, there is like an unfair emphasis on sex and relationships that can kind of hinder good totally. connections i think that's a good point because like when i think about my relationship now like when i think about the most like vulnerable and intimate and kind of like raw moments it's like when you see the other person cry like sob even especially if they're a man because they've been socialized to not do that or be emotional or show mm-hmm. emotions in in many regards it's really in- it's intense and it's really emotional and um it makes me like immediately cry and there that that i mean i'm just thinking of a more specific example of how that is like really strengthened in a weird way Our, my relationship is like seeing each other in a state like that mm-hmm. and that's more vulnerable than seeing someone's like orgasm face as they say you know and so, but yeah, sex is really important though at the same yeah, time. It is. But it's but it's in my opinion it's not the main anchor for the ship like at all. Um yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I would like I wrote down that it's it's not everything, but it's necessary, right? Yes. Like it's not yes. it's definitely like always going to if you don't have it, that's kind of there's always going to be questions surrounding that and like obviously everyone's relationship is different but like I do think that is like that is what makes relationships relationships in a lot of ways but again that's not everything so it it is this like I don't know it is a funny thing because I think it can be kind of like put on this pedestal of like sex is everything sex defines a relationship like if you have good sex that means it's a good relationship and in some ways i think the show kind of enforces that idea yeah but i don't think that that's the case at all totally totally and just on a side note like i think also what i found 
don't know, maybe this is like kind of an offshoot, but I like I have in my note that like Carrie really puts big on the pedestal and it's so unhealthy. It's totally. like like not even talking about, oh, Carrie has these little outfits and this is, you know, this kind of Barbie Carrie and this kind of American doll Carrie. It's like she's talking about how he's perfect in his perfect apartment and and perfect laugh and perfect this and that. And that was very scary for me. Um, <laughs> because, it, I mean, when I'm thinking about, like, my experience, I, like, saw, like, the scariest room you'll ever see when I first met Dave. <laughs> like, there's, <laughs> like a, there's a saw, like, on a shelf and, like, tons of, like, scary engineer tools and, like, a million paintings that were found on the street, on the wall. And, <laughs> like... I, I was not saying this person is perfect. And so it was like very, it's very strange to me that she sees him as this like superhuman, you know, identity. I don't know. It's just weird. And he's yeah. not. No. And it's weird that you never see like any other facets of him, right? Like you don't like, like he is kind of put on this pedestal by the show too. It's not just Carrie. It's like you never see him in like many vulnerable states or like he's always kind of like saying things offhandedly like oh you know i'm moving to paris or oh i was married or whatever it's like just it's a little strange so there's a fun fact and we have to remember that this show was written from a book and Mm -hmm. the author candace bushnell big is from a real person in her life so I do think that season one big is very much the big in the book and the big in Candace's life, who was this guy who she only probably saw the shiniest version of him. So I think he kind of exemplifies, advise, whatever it is, the guy who you can't get through. You can't see the vulnerability. You're not going to see them cry. Everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be cool. What's wrong with you? And they make you feel fucking crazy. And I do think that there are men out there who don't let you really in. And so they do seem perfect. And you seem like a fucking, you know, like you're kind of out of control. Because I I don't think he... I don't think he shows himself either. And I don't know if she gives him opportunities to... But they're both dishonest with each other. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. And also it made me think like, which I've talked about with my partner, like when I was single, I was much more like into casual encounters. But I also Mm -hmm. like, but I also like very similar to Carrie, like did not like to show my imperfection to those encounters and life is so different now i mean it's just like i'm a different person because i'm vulnerable with someone it's tough and i i feel like in college i or college in like early 20s it would be me drunk i'd have to be like drunk to kind of show if i was upset about something but I, and I, I really do think, you know, one of, I, you know, and I always say, I feel like I describe myself as like college Sarah or like early 20s Sarah. And then there's like mid to late, you know, now 30s totally. Sarah. But me too. And early 20s me, right, was needed like quite a bit of liquid courage to either express myself and be vulnerable with people because I never wanted people to, I never wanted to get hurt. So by protecting myself and not letting people in, I was like, I, can 
be the shiniest version of myself. You don't have to really know what's going on. So I would keep things to myself unless I got drunk. But now I really do think, and I think I'm quoting Brene Brown, like the power and vulnerability, like how important it is to connect and to be vulnerable and to tell people how you feel, to communicate. And like, how many times, Heather, have we gotten into like a fight and I'm like silent? Remember we were in Brazil and you knew something was mad and I was like, I just couldn't express it because I was so terrified to like let someone know I was upset. So for listeners, what happened was we were at a lunch and Sarah was not speaking. And I said, I said, Sarah, what's wrong? And she said, nothing. And then proceeded to cry. <laughs> oh, it's so true. I mean, this was, I wasn't dating Dakota yet. So he, he's helped me a lot with being able to communicate. Oh, it's too um, funny. It's hard. Yeah, like it it's really it it's really hard to be open and vulnerable with someone and to express what your needs are because I think a lot of the times when you're in your early 20s you don't really know what your needs are. So it's like a lot about defining what that is. Totally. <laughs> Classic Miranda over here. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and speaking Miranda of Miranda, we have we yeah. are the Mirandas, and we have not touched on Miranda's plotline. All right. Okay, Miranda's let's do it. Miranda's plotline and Samantha's are kind of silly. Polar right? opposites. Totally. Opposites. Miranda has not had sex in three months. She's starved. She goes to Blockbuster and is just, like, renting long documentaries to, you know, keep her from feeling frustrated um and she gets catcalled by this construction worker and then she ends up kind of fighting back and Mm -hmm. says like do you you know you have what i want what i want is to get laid and then she has this like really powerful moment where she confronts a man who catcalls her and i think we all have wanted to be miranda at some point totally yes yelling back at the pervert who's i that was probably my one of my favorite scenes of the episode is is her confronting that guy and just kind of calling him out and then just saying oh you're all you're all talk and whatever such a good bone it's like solo class yeah where you going doll i got what you want i got what you need you talking to me oh we got a live one boys you got what i want you got what I need? Uh-huh. Well, what I want is to get laid. What I need is to get laid. I need to get laid. Take it easy, lady. I'm married. All talk and no action, huh? What a gavone. Yeah, she's something else. I um, have done the exact... Like, that was like... I was like, yep, that's me. I have definitely multiple times have yelled back like a f- fucking banshee. But I, it just, it really irritates me. Sometimes it's just not the right day and I'm going to yell back and maybe that will teach you a lesson. You know what I mean? It does make me in a weird way miss working in Midtown because that's where oh those encounters usually happen to me. Hey, baby. And I'm, yeah. <laughs> and in a weird way, I never miss Midtown, but that was the one time where I was feeling that for some reason. You know what boggles my mind is that I have looked like, I've gone out, my hair is done, I look great, and I'm feeling great. And I may get a look, and then there are times where I look like shit. Like, I look like shit with, like, sweatpants on, and I still get catcalled, even through, like, a giant parka. And oh I my just God. think it's not even about, like, the looks. It's this it's a power male it's a domination. It's mm-hmm. a power thing, and it, I fucking hate it. That's why it and pisses me off. And I hate the off. feeling of having to walk with my eyes down and avoid it and not feel, like, comfortable walking down the street. And it's not a compliment. Yeah. I, at the, like near the beginning of the pandemic, or I don't even know at this point anymore, but I had like a parka on, like a puffer coat, 
and I had my mask on and a pair of sunglasses and sweatpants. Literally, I I, I, I didn't even look like a woman. Like I I, I don't, you know, like it, it was probably like difficult for people to ascertain. And uh, literally, I was catcalled. Like, and I was like, "Are, are you kidding? Like, what?" And so yeah, it, it, that that was like where I was like, yeah, it literally has nothing to do with what you look like. It's just about l- them letting you know that they are watching you. Yeah, yeah. it's predatory and it sucks. And, and they have a hold um, over you because of that. Yeah, but Miranda did a great job clapping back, and I thought Miranda was actually really relatable this episode. I thought she kind of played the wise friend, and there was a yeah. great Miranda. My Mirandaism for this episode. What are you going to do over there without your job? Eat croissant? It's not the fucking fart. It's not the fucking fart. <laughs> She's like, I can't believe I fart. He's like, Adam, I'm so sick of that fart. It's not the fart. So, <laughs> Karen's like, I know it's not the fart. It's so good. <laughs> so that's definitely my Mirandaism for the episode. My, um, I have a Miranda sarcasm one, and I've never noticed this line, and I've seen this episode so many times. It feels good to be sarcastic. So the girls are looking out Carrie's window because um, if you people remember this episode, this is when Carrie has neighbors that are constantly having sex. Oh my god! Look at them! Oh wow! But I had no idea they did an afternoon show. When a show is good, word gets around. There we were, the '90s version of matinee ladies. Who said the theater was dead? Samantha, I cannot believe that you would give this up on purpose. Actually, I hardly miss it. How long has it been? A hundred years. It never goes down, does it? Look, it's still hard. Yeah. Gummy bear, please. And, you know, they're all exchanging what's going on. Samantha is, like, hungry for sex because she's trying to abstain and do this tantric type of you know, uh, celibacy with her yogi. And then, you know, Charlotte always has her own issue. (laughs) Carrie's farting. And (laughs) then Miranda (laughs) hasn't had sex in a while. And um, I love when Miranda refers to, like, basically says to Samantha, like, Samantha, like, there are people out here who are starving and you're just (laughs) fasting. And... So good. And Miranda makes some sort of note about how she's like getting carpal tunnel over here. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) And I've never understood that until now that she's referring to like masturbating. Masturbating too much. But she also says she's like, something if I don't have sex soon, I'll start humping one of you. (laughs) So good. Miranda was great this episode. Yeah. Um, She doesn't have enough screen time, honestly. Like this one, she really didn't have that much screen time. All of season one. Where are the writers with Miranda? And like, thank God she comes, you know, uh, the other season she gets more screen time, but she's such an underappreciated, un- not enough screen time, particularly in season one. Um, do we need to talk about Samantha? I don't know if we yeah, need to Yeah, let's just down kind of talk about Samantha's. Quickly. Yeah, basically Samantha is in this yoga class that she's regularly going to and she's super like attracted to the yoga teacher and um, she asks him out for coffee and he explains his life as being celibate um, and exercising this like tantric type of process in which he's like Foreplay. really just like absorbing all the sexual energy but not like outputting it and how that feels like four years of foreplay like continuously 
which I don't buy, but um, who knows? So that's that's Samantha's plot line, and and she really wants to have sex with him, but he well he won't. Um, but yeah, that's that's really kind of it for that. I did laugh at the restaurant that they went to because the restaurant where she took him out to was called Tofu or not Tofu, like Tofu or not Tofu. <laughs> Like, I didn't good. notice that. <laughs> it, like, made me laugh. I didn't think, like, Samantha's plot was that interesting this time. But there was one thing that she said that I thought was interesting when, of course, Carrie's talking to her during the yoga class. And I was like, this would never happen in New York because someone would just yell at them. But anyway, like, they – she's she tells Samantha – Carrie tells Samantha that she farts in front of Big. And Samantha says, oh, that is a huge no-no. And is kind (laughs) of saying, you know, huge mistake, yeah. And saying, you know, a guy broke up with me because I missed a bikini wax. And it was this really interesting moment to me because I feel like Samantha is this character who posits herself as, like, playing the game and kind of, like, getting what she wants. But she also, like, submits to the game a lot. Like, she's kind of, like, being, like, kind of, like, fulfilling that role that she needs to. And, like, there was something, like, weird to me about that where it's, like, like, okay, like, so you're going to, like, play the game, but, like, you're also, like, a pawn in it. Like, it, it was just, like, a very bizarre, like, dynamic to me that, like, the advice she was giving Carrie. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I thought it was really interesting when she said um, men don't want to look at women like they're human, something along those lines. Like women can't look human to men. And Mm -hmm. I think that actually transitions like just that concept for me, like really transitions really nicely into the ending of this episode, which I really liked, which is basically Big invites himself over to Carrie's apartment ring you know rings the doorbell and she lets him up she's very surprised because she's painting the apartment and he is like looking around and he's like so this is where you live wow and he like he's he really is like kind of in awe and you know Carrie is like seems like she might be embarrassed by her digs a little bit she's like yeah you know it's not that great and the coffee table's old and it needs a repainting and the curtains and I love when he says, I like it the way it is. And that yeah. like, oh, that made me feel warm and fuzzy. And and I liked that he he was basically saying that he likes the imperfections because it has character and totally and it's human. And that's how I, 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 I liked that he he doesn't he does like human women. I mean, that sounds that's just how I'm relating the, the Samantha quote. But I I, I loved that he lo- he's appreciating the character um -hmm. character 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 was actually (laughs) i really liked how big ended this episode and for the last Mm -hmm. couple episodes we've been talking about these like ambiguous endings and i thought this ending was very clear you know he's like do you know that there are people humping outside your window she's like oh i hadn't noticed yeah right and then he's like we can do better than that and they end on this really sweet note where they he sees her in her like messy self in her kind of like Mm apartment that she doesn't fully you know she's very self-deprecating and then he's like wants to like fuck her right and he's like i yeah 
Yeah, and I, I think it's interesting because this episode is when Carrie mentions that she's falling in love with him. And so mm-hmm. we're really at a turning point in their relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's the season finale next week. And mm-hmm. when people have watched mm-hmm. the show, the season finale is heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's interesting that they had this really amazing closeness to end this episode. Mm-hmm. And then what's going to mm-hmm. happen next week is, is interesting. I don't know. I like it. I like it the way it is. Um, before we close out the episode, we've got to talk about fashion, fashion. and our Manolo Blahnik. So, I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. Anything? Any good fashion callouts? Ooh, fashion. You know, oh, then Miranda's I, 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 overalls. Samantha Sarong during the yoga class yeah. was absurd. Yeah. Uh, so, well, it's funny when Miranda came out in her oaf denim overalls, Dave goes, LOL, you are Miranda. And I was like, I don't even own overalls, <laughs> dude. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but you wear something okay. like that. Um. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys notice when Samantha is like with the tantric yogi guy and they're sitting cross-legged in the room? She has like two small braids, and we always talk about hair. In these <laughs> yeah, episodes. I noticed that. And she just has two <laughs> braids like back here, and it's so fascinating why they did that. Always weird hair mm-hmm. in season one. Um, not a lot of good fashion callouts. Carrie had a gr- another no. great body contrast that I liked when she met up yeah. with Charlotte for dinner. Um, what do you, what are you going to rate this? Well, I'm wondering if Heather should rate the, yes. the, do the Manola Blahnik rating this episode. So I made her rate it without telling me. It was a secret. Oh. So I don't know what she's rating it. Okay. Yet. So drum roll. And please. I have to explain our very scientific system. It's extremely scientific. Um, I, wait, do you guys do half points or just oh, full anything, points? Anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, you can literally make different kinds of yeah. accessories that come with the shoes. Yeah. Okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I don't know. I So I'm kind of oscillating between like three and four. So maybe I should just say 3.5 in that oh. case. Um, okay. I don't know. I, li- I like the episode. Like I think that it was um, – like, again, like, it's kind of, in the beginning, I was just like, this is so silly, like, how they get so, you know, worked up about a fart. Like, it's so inconsequential to me personally. But at the end, I think, it like, the whole thing about, you know, normalcy and also, like, mental health and all that stuff, like, feels very relevant in a lot of ways. So, um, so yeah. Actually, no, I, I'll give it a four. I think I'll give it a four. I like the episode. I think it was, like, a, a very... It felt like a very relevant episode, I think, at this point in my life. I was going to say I'm going to give it a four as well because this is one of those standout episodes when I think about the series and, you know, I all, I remember this episode all the time. Like, like, if you were to tell me to remember five episodes, it would be Carrie farting and then the for some reason the weird frog sound thingy that Carrie gets for burger i don't know that stood uh-huh. out to me but yeah so it's it's in that kind of lineup of um my top 8 for all you myspace users out there okay, so <laughs> i made sure i wrote mine down because i'm very e- i'm very easily influenced when laura rates something and then i kind of end up either I'm like well actually no you're right so i gave this a 4 this is a f- solid 4 of an episode 
I'm not ready to give a five out yet because we're just still in season one. No, I don't think season one is five worthy. But this is mm-hmm. the best episode season one's going to offer. Yep. I think so. Yep. Well, um, we're the Mirandas and we'd like to thank our third Miranda, Heather, for joining us this week. Little HPs. And she'll be back for season t- two, season three. Is there anything you want to share with our listeners? Like what? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anything like anything. Yeah, I know. It's been a pleasure to be on the show. You know, it's like, it's funny to watch the show now being older and like, like watching when we were younger. I feel like I always thought of it as like this, like epitome of adulthood, you know? And like now, like watching it as a 30 year old, it's like, it is like, I still think of them as older than me, but they also Mm -hmm. feel like some like the farting episodes, like funny because it's like, you're like, wow, they really act like they're teenagers almost or like early 20s. So um, it's just like a funny time to watch, but I think I definitely have like, you know, I kind of was like, oh, like, I don't know what I'll feel like when I'm watching the show at this age, because I haven't watched, rewatched it in a while, but um, it's been really enjoyable, especially in quarantine and like, just kind of, you know, like reliving everything. I forgot to ask her something. Have ask. Go yes. Ahead. Are go ahead. you a Miranda? Um. Yeah. So it's, I actually, watching the show, I... I never identified with Charlotte ever. And I was kind of like, whoa, like I kind of like Charlotte a lot more now as an older person. Like Charlotte and Miranda. I mean, this episode's a little difficult because Miranda gets very little screen time in this episode. So, Um, but yeah, I think like Charlotte and Miranda are my two, the two characters I identify with most. Totally. Um, Gilly, I have one more very important question. Yeah. What Harry Potter house were you in? Ravenclaw. Just like Miranda. Just like like Miranda. Well, join the club. um, Now, remember, guys, we do have our email, themirandaspod at gmail.com. We have our Instagram. (laughs) And you guys can always message us. You can tell me how little HP did and if you want her to come back on. (laughs) Or if um, you just want her off. That's. We can arrange that. Or we, or we want her <laughs> off. <laughs> and also, please always tell us if you're a Miranda or not, and also what Harry Potter house you're in, because I'd like to know. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. Next week, we also have another special guest for our season finale. And I'm not going to tell you who it is, so you got to tune in next week. Oh, got to ask you after this. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Love you guys. Bye, farters. <laughs>